Hello and welcome to this episode of Teachers Talk Tech, a podcast by Cambridge University Press and Assessment for language teachers by language teachers on using technology inside and outside of the classroom. My name is Hayo and our guests today are Marta Gonzalez Lloret, Associate Professor at the University of Hawaii at Manoa, and Delia Kidd from the Language Research Team at Cambridge University Press and Assessment. Marta and Delia, lovely to have you on the show. Hello. Aloha. Hello. Lovely to be here. Thanks for having us. Thank you both so much for joining. And uh, Marta, I'm going to start with you. Um, the the most common question I usually get, and I suspect it's the same for you, is how can I use technology to motivate my learners? And of course, that is a very difficult question to answer because it's so broad. So we'll try and kind of unpack that in this conversation a bit more. But I wanted to start with you, Marta, asking what it is that excites you about technology? I think for me, what is most exciting is the possibility that technology has to uh, address individual needs for different students. We, we used to do this uh, one composition fits all, right? Every student would write about their spring vacation. And they were not interesting about writing about their spring vacation. Teachers died after, you know, 20 corrections <laughs> of the same topic. And technology actually gives you the, the possibility of addressing these individual needs that students have. So you can ask each student to write a blog about something that interests them. So not only they kind of acquire the, the vocabulary that they will need when they meet someone on a train and they want to talk about their own interests interest, but it's also, you know, that the teachers will be reading different things, will be giving feedback. I personally love, you know, reading um, my students' blogs and learning about jazz and hiking and fashion. And, you know, it gives them also a sense of agency and ownership of what they are writing. These little things of technology that you use and you say, how did I not think about this before? You know, this really, really um, is it's wonderful in that sense. I think that for me, the, the, the possibility of, of being individual and the capacity to connect them to other speakers. Yeah, too. Absolutely. Delia, what do you think? I totally agree with, with everything. So Marta has said that um, I think about when I was learning French at senior school and um, just how boring those classes were. And I came out of it not knowing any French at all. Um, and I just think like if I was learning French at school now and all the possibilities that di digital technology brings, um, like what you were saying, Marta, the ability to connect with other French speakers of the same age um, to have those kind of authentic interactions with people, um, to be able to kind of immerse yourself in a, in a virtual um, environment that kind of emulates the type of communication that you want to have. Um, there's just so many possibilities like that. Yeah, very nice. So individualization, authenticity, mm. a sense of agency, kind of relevance to learners' lives. Yeah, these are absolutely key, key concepts. Um, Marta, of course, in the last two years, for better or for worse, all of us, including those not necessarily interested in technology, have had lots of experiences with technologies. Where do you feel that technology has made a real difference? I think the, the main um, idea that 
has translated from this pandemic is that everybody has had a chance to try technology. You know, how much work it is, for example. A lot of people used to think, oh, you're teaching online, that's easy, right? No, it's actually more difficult, right? To do a good job. There are things that work. And if you like those things, you can bring those into the classroom too. So I think we're, you know, we're going to see more teachers using technology that they liked, they used, and they're going to just bring it back to their own classrooms. And then there's teachers that are going to keep teaching online because, or using a lot of technology because they found it useful. Delia, you, you and your colleagues, of course, are directly and indirectly in touch with thousands of teachers around the world. What are some of the success stories that you've heard um, and that you've that you'd like to pass on to others listening here the accessibility that it gave to a lot more students particularly students who might have um, specific learning difficulties or specific learning needs such as dyslexia and so on there were a lot more opportunities for them to really engage with materials like being able to read and listen to a text at the same time also students who perhaps were a little bit more shy in class that were um, uncomfortable speaking in big groups. They Digital kind of online learning, um, learning from home or wherever it was, kind of gave them a safety net in a way so that they felt that they could interact and communicate and collaborate um, from the kind of safety of their own home. Yeah, absolutely. And you make a really good point. It's tempting perhaps sometimes to look at the the challenges that, that we've faced, and they're very, very real. But at the same time, of course, there's also been a lot of positive experiences, both for Definitely. learners and for teachers. And how do we retain what has worked well, even situations that a lot of teachers find themselves in where they have to manage two groups of learners, uh, those that are in front of them in class, and then those that are still studying online in a sort of a hybrid situation? How, how can we use technology to motivate learners uh, in those sorts of situations. We now know that translating your your curriculum, your paper and pencil to uh, technology doesn't really work that well. So I think one of the lessons that everybody has learned is that if you want the technology to work well, it has to be based on SLA principles. It has to be an educational principles. It has to have a methodology. Mm-hmm. It's got to be well planned. You know, technology is going to progress in that sense that, you know, everybody that uses technology is going to do it a little bit better planned than maybe before. It's like, oh, I just right. bring a video to class. That's it. Right. Well, no, mm-hmm. the here and there hybrid type, I think, is the most difficult for teachers. I think eventually we'll have to come up with a better hybrid model that it's more respectful of teachers. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. I mean, hybrid hybrid teaching is absolutely one of the hardest pedagogies uh, there is. It's essentially like teaching three different classes at the same time. You're teaching the face-to-face students, you're teaching the online students, and you somehow have to create a space where they all come together and you have to manage that as well. Very, very tricky. Um, Marta mentioned uh, principles, SLA principles, educational principles. Um, Delia, how, how do you and your colleagues kind of bring design principles, for example, into the resources that you create? We try to take a, a learning first approach. So we think about, well, what are what are second language acquisition principles? Um, what what really is learning and teaching? How does it happen? Um, and 
we figure that out first so that we can then take a look at the, the digital materials and see what is going to work best um, for, for those principles. So um, we've developed a set of Cambridge principles of learning that look at things like um, cognition, uh, learning behaviours um, and all those sorts of things. And um, we think about, well, how can digital bring added value to that particular area? Exactly. Starting starting with the pedagogical principles, technology comes second, obviously. Exactly. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that nicely ties in with, with a, a kind of a practical question that a lot of teachers face, Martha, which is, you know, decisions like, do I even use technology in this particular situation or not? Um, if I want to motivate my learners, what is the best option here? So at a, at a very practical level, what steps can teachers take to ensure that when they do choose to implement or use a technology, that they do so in a way that is most likely to result in motivation for learners? I think the main idea here is that technology comes afterwards, right? Like Dalia was saying. So I think if teachers think on the activity first, on the student need first, right? It's like, what will my student need to do when he leaves my classroom? What activities can I bring to the class to help him or her realize this? And then does that task or that activity actually requires technology? Because in, today, in today's world, you know, honestly, many, many of the tasks that we do every day are mediated by technologies. So mm. then I bring that technology because it's a natural part of the task. If that task doesn't require technology, then is there a technology that will help me, um, that will help them learn better, right? So let's say conversation may not be something that it is necessarily mediated through technology, although here we are, right? Having a conversation mm. mediated by technology, but may, something that is right. not. But if I don't have somebody to that my student can talk to, then I can use technology to mediate that. But to me, the essential point is think, what are the students' needs? And then what activities, what tasks can I do so that they will learn what they need to learn? And then technology comes then. Yep. That, that's a beautiful way of putting it. And it's nice to see how both of you are completely in alignment it's it's the learning and the learners that have to come first and everything else you know what tasks you choose whether to use technology or not to use technology and how you might use the technology is secondary right so learners first learning first i i like that i don't think anyone should really feel pressured into that into using digital materials it you know it, you should use it if it if it's right for your learners, as Marta says, if, if you're comfortable with it. But um, it, it it's not the kind of silver bullet um, to to learning. Um, you know that there's lots of other factors that you have to think about um, when it comes to your students. So, um, although I know this is a tech talk <laughs> podcast, but <laughs> but no, but that's that's exactly is exactly the kind of conversation that needs to be had. You know, just because the technology exists doesn't mean that we have to use it. And even if we do use it, maybe in some cases, if we have to use it, it's more about how we use it, right? Than, than exactly. the fact that we use it. Um, as Marta was alluding to earlier, just turning on a YouTube video in class doesn't necessarily help very much unless you 
embed that into some sort of meaningful activity? I think for a few years we were equating using technology with motivation. Right. It was something right, new. Right. And, you know, just because we're bringing technology, students are going to be motivated to learning. But now that technology is so perversive in every aspect of our life, that motivational factor, it's has waved off. It's there's nothing there. Delia, what are some of the biggest changes that are that are on the horizon in the area of technology? The big kind of trend is around um, personalized learning. And it's an exciting area. Um, so we kind of need to understand, well, what what is, what is it the learners actually need? What is it that's actually going to help them in terms of feedback for learners, in terms of kind of progress reporting, mm. um, delivery of content that's right for them. Um, and also, um, we know that there are elements of personalized learning that is motivating. Giving a learner, you know, a, a sense of accomplishment is really important, um, a sense of agency as well. The path that we're going to see a little bit is more collaborative tools. So I'm, I'm really happy to see that, actually, because I think the main component that was missed during this uh, forced online time was that creation of community. And I think that's why mm. many courses actually fail and they were not students did not want to take classes online. And, and I think it's because they, they miss that sense of community and sense of belonging that is so important for motivation. People listening, if they, if they think, you know, how can I further improve my teaching skills with the use of technology? What advice would you give them? Where can people start, Marta? I would highly recommend um, online courses that are free. So just take a course, do it at your own um, time, do it with a friend, with a colleague, create a community around mm -hmm. your school where you can work with other teachers um, rather than in isolation. I think that's the best way to learn. So you're, you're saying uh, the best way to learn how to improve your teaching with technology is to actually experience learning with technology yourself. Correct. Did I get that right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Delia. We have quite a few um, white papers on our website. They um, summarize um, what the research says and, and discuss what does that mean for, for um, the classroom practice. We also have a few guidelines on digital pedagogy, including some checklists for teachers where teachers can think about the materials that they're using um, from a kind of pedagogical point of view. So they can look at a, a list of principles that they can apply uh, and think about, well, does, does the particular technology or digital tool that I'm looking at do this? Will it achieve this particular area? Yeah, well, well said. We have a lot of experiences as a community and sharing them freely with each other is one of the most powerful tools that we have available to us to support each other and support ourselves. Um, I'm going to wrap it up with one final question. Um, what is your one piece of advice that you would like to leave the audience with? Just be excited about the technology that you use. If you're not excited about it, don't use it. <laughs> students can f students can feel fear. You know, it's not uh, it's not pretty to see a, a teacher that is you know struggling to doing something with technology. 
any teacher before, I don't know you guys, but I would be somewhere and I would hear a song and I'm like, ooh, that's perfect for preterite and imperfect. You know, it was that, <laughs> that you know, teacher brain that you can never turn off. Uh, it's the same with technology, right? You're doing something on your own and like, hmm, I could bring this and do this because my students, so something like that. Marta and Delia, you're both lovely. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It was great. Thank you very much. Really lovely to speak to you both. Thank you for listening and check out the other conversations of the Teachers Talk Tech podcast by Cambridge University Press and Assessment.